This is our podcast again with uh, Joost Vullings, graduated from uh, graphic design. Hi everyone, I'm waving. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we, we, I would like to talk about your graduation project, including your thesis and where it all started from uh, and maybe how it connects all together. Yeah. Let's see if there is a, a same type of, uh, of topic yeah. that we can uh, discuss but yeah, we'll cool. see about that um, maybe you can introduce yourself first and and sort of how we uh, how we got here how we got here <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not explain the whole uh, pandemic but maybe it's yeah, okay it's yeah i guess not. it started all back in the 90s of course yeah um good times always but uh, <laughs> uh yeah no no now from the 90s fast forwarding to here i'm uh, i'm yoast i'm uh, i'm uh, just graduated from graphic design Arnhem, yes, after four years and thank you, and three months or something, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, how, how did, we, uh, uh, yeah, well, what's more so to say, I, I, I love graphic design, I think I'm um, also sometimes a bit going into the direction of, uh, art or graphic design is a bit of a st- stupid separation to make i think um but i guess i make a lot of work that should be exhibited and not published so i think that's for me more of a, uh, a more logical uh, separation to make than art or design more than yeah. publishing or exi- exhibiting and i love both but just my my research yeah. projects autonomous projects go more to the direction of po- uh, exhibitional work yeah can, can you maybe explain a bit about your uh, research project what you what you did i will uh, uh, tell the name so you don't have to uh, the project is called uh, 51.989815.908137 Computer Vision Colorist Eyes. Yeah. So that needs some exp- explanation. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, for saying the title for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, the yeah the title is so hard because it's, it's the coordinates of my house or of my couch actually in in my house and. Um, uh, computer vision colorist eyes refers more to, to my method uh, and to the theme that I that I feel in my work. And yeah, the work is like I didn't start with a certain concept or a message that I have. I start I always start more with interest, uh, basically often visual interest that I have a certain image that I'm super fascinated by and that I feel there's a certain meaning in it and I want to understand that meaning basically for myself or like uh relate to it and that's why i make work and um this time it started with both and yeah long longer uh long ongoing interest in maps and uh also in comic books and specifically this uh, i have this um the very first edition of tintin at home um uh, in the soviet tintin in the soviet uh, soviet union and in this comic book, Hergier, the, the, the drawer and, uh, and writer of Tintin, has this really nice way of uh, coloring in Tintin's jacket with a super straight vertical uh, grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, vertical and horizontal, it's a grid. Um, so, and that totally flattens out Tintin's contours of his person. Like his contours are there, but his uh, three dimensionality, which should be there when you just look at the outline, is totally flattened out. His shoulder is just like gone, and it's just like one big flat blob in the middle of the page and uh yeah i was super fascinated by that and i wanted to do a project about coloring and that's uh, how i started and is it is the very specific um uh aesthetic that comes from this grid that it fascinates you or is it mm, not necessarily the aesthetic i think it's, it's more this 
this tension I think that you feel with uh, that you know it should be three dimensional because um, it's it's a it's a you see there's a shoulder there which is drawn but then that this grid that goes through the shoulder uh, flattens that out and that you almost see through the jacket as if there's a grid underlying it and I think it's mostly this tension in the drawing that really attracted me oh, yeah. yeah and 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 how did you go from there in the project yeah well I, I started basically with with uh, coloring in as much stuff as I could think of um, that's the thing when you kind of research a medium and another topic that you uh, it's kind of looking for then what's the subject if if you if if the medium is a subject um so i started coloring a lot of stuff uh, coloring in a lot of stuff around me and then uh um ended up at uh, or like quite soon came at the, at the moment that i started coloring in my room by using a beamer uh, like like just hooking up illustrator like my laptop with illustrator open to a beamer so i could be my canvas illustrator canvas onto my room and color in everything in my room um and then filming that from the same angle as my beamer uh so the beamer projection lens has one angle and then put my camera right on top of it so the light comes back in the same angle so you get a super flat view like even yeah. if you color in something three-dimensional it looks flat because the the light comes back the same way as it goes out and um i've been that i've been doing for months basically <laughs> when i was stuck in quarantine i was just like every day i woke up and started coloring in some part of my room mm -hmm. in different ways um and yeah, at that moment I was not, yeah, um, it was still very much just looking for what I was doing because I had no clue why it was, yeah, I mean, I've, I just thought it was amazing that I could color in my room with a beamer because I never thought about that and I just was fascinated by that. This was an option and uh, I had a lot of fun with that also. Um, and then, but then I kind of a bit got stuck in it and then uh, um, transferred actually a bit on a sidetrack, just coloring in my house from above, like coloring in Google Maps. Uh, just normally on my computer with Illustrator coloring in every outline I could see in Google Maps. And that became really like print-like uh, drawings on screens. And then I wished to print them, <laughs> and but printing looked ugly. So then I went to like, I wanted to etch them, but I couldn't etch them myself because I just drew them on the computer. And then uh, I came up with a system to, to have the computer, like a system. Not, I just put my metal etching plate into the pen plotter, which draws uh, vector lines. Uh, yeah. uh, it's, it, it's a vector line printer uh, that draws with a pen on paper. And then instead of the pen, I put my etching knife in it. And instead of the paper, my, my, my metal plate to, to etch on. And uh, that made it possible to, to digitally etch. And that became actually then the extension of my project that I started to also digitally call, like have computer render drawings for me. Or render, d d have the computer color in stuff for me my room and uh and etch those drawings on metal plates yeah. and that's actually what when i got to the point of this computer vision thing that i uh, kind of saw the similarity also which with what i was doing myself in my room which was this super digital way of thinking because i wasn't thinking at all i was just coloring in my room stopping at an outline and uh that for me really connected very well to my to this uh, yeah. digital etching and having a yeah because you uh, have many layers in this project, uh, as you are mentioning. Um, there's the digital aspect. There's the physical world aspect. There's uh, by by you in, in the in this in the in the way of your room mm. uh, as a as a well, how do you say uh, <laughs> as a as a place to work with? Yeah, as a subject, I guess. Yeah, yeah, as a subject. Yeah. And then you go to the etching part. So you yeah. sort of 
you project with a beamer, you use Illustrator, and then you go to the etching. But maybe it's good to also explain a bit about what etching is and why it's connected to what, or, or why you decided to uh, to go to etching. Yeah, well, etching is a super classic graphic technique. Uh, it's not that, like in graphic design, it doesn't get used anymore. Um, it's very manual. You just you, you carve out with a knife. You carve like you put. You have a metal plate, a, a sink plate. You put some kind of um, oily, fatty stuff, edge ground on it. Uh, in this edge ground, you carve out your drawing. You basically draw on it with with a with a needle, uh, an edge needle, and then this plate you throw into a, a sour bath, and the sour eats through the lines that you've been carving out, um, and engraves it in into the metal plate. Um, then you clean off the, the edge ground and you have your drawing carved into into metal and then you can print it um, by putting ink on the metal. And I just, yeah, it's not that I specifically love etching, uh, but I do really like, I'm just fascinated by this, like this point where digital and analog come together and I like print techniques and I came to etching basically because uh, the digital drawings I made on my computer from Google Maps, they look like etches to me because of the, yeah, just the way I drew them, what had this very, this edge quality and, um, or edge feel, edge vibe. Uh, so then that made me like, okay, maybe I can etch them. Like, and that, um, that's how I got to etching. But then I didn't etch those drawings in the end because they, they were hand drawn and the yeah the people I showed it to are like yeah I can't see it's done by a computer and then, yeah, that's a bit boring I think because then you miss this tension of, of yeah uh, analog and digital so and and, and you found a solution to that or is it something that you just emphasized that 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 it, that that was the case in your work no no that that's how I got to to making computer drawings basically because I was like I I have to like. Yeah, just it's, it's, yeah, it was just too boring for me. So then I was like, I, I need to like have computer drawings etched out because that you can see immediately in the in the edge that it's done by a computer, but it's a it's an analog technique, so that you get, you get this this tension back. And uh, so that's how I got to the point of like having the computer making drawings for me. So I just fed it photographs of my of my room and of the sky, um, the view outside of my room, and. Um, and just very simple. I just bitmapped it, so it got everything turned into points, and then found a open source um, outline converter, which did not, as most of them do, like really trace the outlines, but really saw every dot of my bitmap as as a point to trace. So you got the super detailed line drawings uh, made by a computer, which looks super digital because it's just impossibly uh, uh, symmetrical. And uh, yeah. So is one of the conclusions that. Um uh, there is still a big uh, division between uh, how, let's say, if you talk about computer vision, which, mm. which you can explain as a way of seeing by yeah. computer. Yeah. Um, how do you connect that 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 computer vision to the etching or to the result of that etching? Um, well, the drawings look like the drawings show for me a way of. Um, of computer vision, like, like I came to the title computer vision, not because of I went super in depth on what computer vision is for most people now or what it means to to, to technology or to uh, um, how it functions in our world at the moment, but more as a certain uh, conceptual idea, like um, computer vision, like, yeah, how do our, how does the digital world, how do our computers, how do our machines uh, view a similar site? So in case of a blue sky, 
I see a, a blue sky with nothing, uh, just this one airplane trail. Uh, if I put the same photograph of a blue sky into my computer, the computer sees all these kind of patterns and gradients in it that I can see with my bare eyes. And you, it, you see that in these drawings that are like, the lines go in ways that doesn't make any sense to me, but they are there. So, and I think that's the interesting thing, like what does this computer see and what is the, I'm not, yeah. What, well, what is then the reality in this? I think it's both reality, like how I see this guy and how this computer sees the is just as equally valid, I think. Yeah. And that's, I think, what's interesting. So the tools that you're using also result in the, the outcome of the, of, of the work. Yeah. Um, and um, is there a specific, uh, let's say, is there a, a specific quality that you found by doing this research because you mentioned you started off by just uh, a sort of a fascination mm -hmm. on 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 uh, on Hergé's drawings and maps and and for example so how the 3d world is sort of flattened out mm -hmm. into a 2d dimension that should somehow resemble uh, reality is that also part of of, of the conclusion um it's hard to say what my con I don't have a conclusion yet. Basically, that's also I mean my work is also in that sense. When you see it, it's uh, it's the outcomes of different experiments I did throughout the months. Um, because I'm not, I didn't arrive at a conclusion. It's uh, it just got more complex for me. The question, <laughs> like yeah. my only conclusion is that oh yeah, Hershey draws in the, in a flattening way and. I had to think of like a text my a friend of mine from Germany. I sent him like very in the beginning of the project. I sent him this drawing like oh, this is great, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah. It has this like not at all human way of drawing in uh, coloring in uh, in Tintin, which is nice. Uh, and then I was like, oh yeah, maybe. And then nine months later, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's maybe true. <laughs> but so I didn't arrive. I just think, oh yeah, that's it's still a nice drawing. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 you also mentioned that you have outlines and you have. Um, uh, Fill plates Fill, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you are you fascinated by how outline uh, when something is an outline or how things become an outline because we want to sort of define things like um, what is the outline of the image that you're using mm -hmm. and what is the fill, let's say. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think I'm mostly interested in this. Yeah, that just. By drawing, we started thinking in this way of out. Oh, like I, I guess it's. I'm not sure if it's. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't mean we've been drawing for like ages and ages and ages. Or like we, as in we humans, have been drawing for ages and ages and ages. I don't know how we were thinking before there was drawing as a medium, <laughs> but I, I do believe that media can influence our way of thinking, and um, I think it's just fascinating that you can just like. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah, it's really hard to explain why this is so fascinating to me. But I think yeah. it's that you can just like really quickly draw an outline around something, and then you have this like you, I like it also definitely when you really do it like with an object on the table, just draw an outline around it, and then you have basically a print of this object yeah. um, without its insides, just like the yeah. the rough shape. I think that's just very so, interesting so it's, it's it's actually so it's the fact that you you have um uh reality as it uh, as you see it as you yeah. uh, 
and and then a medium comes in and sort of ab- and makes it makes it more abstract or takes only a few parts from yeah. the the quality of that of that object. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that makes it both. I mean, it goes two ways. It's not necessarily evil or bad or something that a, that a, a certain medium does that. It's just I think it's uh, it's interesting that a, that, that a, a medium or like an image of the reality is always an interpretation and it, it's never reality itself and. Uh, that's also a long, long living topic in, in art and design, I think. And, and and is it something you've been researching along the way? So in the last four years that you studied that uh, graphic design, is it something that 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 came to be during your time at the at the academy? Or is it something that you al- always were already fascinated by? Um, because you say like the, the maps and Tintin, yeah. it's, it's something that sounds as if it's... Uh, it's something that you were longer fascinated before, yeah, even. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure before. I guess I've, I never really. It was not like before I studied uh, at Arte, so I didn't think about this way in this way about image and reality. Yeah. I was always fascinated by by the visual world. I think, or like that's why I started studying graphic design because yeah. I was just. I mean, I, I thought also about studying anthropology and cultural science, um, just because of this. Yeah, just this, I was just fascinated by walking through a city. Like if I would go to to Hungary or to, to Budapest, for example, I would just be fascinated by the surroundings that I'm in and that I'm like that this, this visual style style. There's a certain atmosphere that comes from how it looks, so what the architecture is, what the the signage look like, what yeah. how many trees there are in the streets. And I just always was fascinated by how this visual outing of a culture says something about this culture at large. And yeah. Um, but only when I started studying graphic design, I came in touch with these theories like like uh, the medium is the message from Marshall McLuhan and um, that there's a, uh, the simulacrum theory of, of Baudrillard, which is very much about uh, hyper-reality and with the image kind of, the more images come into reality, the more it kind of can take over from reality or like... Um, so the more you are over, uh, over flooding uh, people with a certain type of image yeah it can also shape um the sense of reality for those people yeah including ourselves of course yeah exactly i believe yeah. so yeah and that's also that's basically i think when i started making work about this also in the second year when i think i just have i had been reading a lot about this and then i made a work about uh about the uh, share nevada <laughs> um or like it's more it's actually about uh there was also just this fascination that i had with my macbook wallpaper that was high sierra at that moment um it's just this beautiful image of a mountain mm-hmm. to show how sharp the retina display is. And yeah. also, it's, I think, uh, all the technology uh, screen, or like a lot of screens do this, like that, that default wallpaper is always nature. Uh, for Windows, it's the green fields of uh, yeah. close to it's Apple the, Valley also. Is this, uh, yeah, yeah. where is this? I, I researched this also once. I don't know I, what, I forgot the name, but it's the green fields very close to Silicon Valley. That's where Windows... Uh, wallpaper does comes it, from yeah. does it maybe also imply a certain um non-politics or a certain how do you say like um does it imply uh, neutrality in a sense for you, you think for those companies maybe it's a, have a mountain as a background or yeah, like a, instead or of uh, showing the city of new york for example because if you're an american company and you're ha- having this image of new york on the background i can imagine that yeah. it sort of doesn't connect to everyone but nature maybe yeah, more so oh, that's funny i never thought about it that way but it, it does make sense in some way mm-hmm. i always saw it more as a thing of 
uh, I mean, screens are mostly in offices in in big big amounts and more of a way of like getting nature back into into the into the urban environment i mean it nature calms me down a lot and i i love my also my mountain background yeah, yeah <laughs> i yeah. mean i now have my yeah. own mountain pictures from italy in the alps somewhere but every now and then i change it back to high sierra because i just i mean i love i love looking at mountain pictures yeah. and i think that's uh that's also why i'm fascinated by it but i think it might work the similar for more people but yeah neutrality maybe also but i think it's also the thing like mountains are such a yeah i don't know i mean the broken image icon from google chrome is also a mountain yeah. and uh, the the icon in a lot of smartphones for making a picture for a picture is also a mountain yeah. uh so i guess it's it also became like a metaphor or like like, like a logo like an icon for the idea of an image or panorama or site yeah yeah, I'm quite stru struck by the by the, the the things you said about going to Budapest, and then the whole atmosphere already shows that you're in another place in a way, mm. right? Like, oh, there are so many um, uh, small giveaways that shows that you're not not in the same place as as where you grow up, for example. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just thinking about uh, something I've been watching lately. Is a Geo Wizard? Do you know? No. It's a it's a guy on YouTube, and w there's this. Um, uh, uh, game actually where you go into Google Street View and you have to guess in which country you are and also um, try to even guess in which city yeah, yeah. and uh, what's so striking to me is that for example the poles that are on the side of the roads but also the the lines of the road itself are all giveaways to this yeah. guy because he knows exactly where to look at to find out in which country he oh. is um, and I, I, I I, I, it's something you definitely should look up. Yeah, yeah. I, great, it really so connects great. to maps and to <laughs> yeah. reality and to uh, how Google Street View is, of course, also a sort of an uh, an abstraction of reality, yeah. but it also refers a lot to what we see around us because yeah. it's okay. it's Street View. Um, so that was something I was just uh, thinking about and wanted wanted to mention. Uh, but also, the, the the project is from your own bedroom, or as sort of uh, doing it from mm. your own bedroom. You also did the catalog for the uh, yeah. uh, for the graphic design department uh, together with Francesca Fröbe, yeah. I should say. Um, can you maybe uh, explain a bit what you did there? Because yeah. that is sort of a publication. <laughs> it's uh, a it's you could say. publication. <laughs> I mean, there are 250 copies of it. So well, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. call that a publication. Yeah, yeah great. Um, yeah, so that's uh, and yeah, I mean, that's uh, it has connections to. To, to think what I did in my own research project, but also in general to what I'm interested in and uh, what was discussed interested in. And um, yeah, what we did here was basically, well, we, we started working on a catalog just before the pandemic. So then we were sort of like, okay, we're gonna make a catalog. And then um, we still made a catalog, but um, at a moment, a month into graduation, we went into this uh, quarantine because of COVID-19 and, um, and then we, we wanted to, do something with the situation because that may just made a lot of sense so like use the uh, situation we are in working uh as, as the like the red thread for the catalog because that was the thing that's always the thing with the catalog it's always like you have to kind of it's not just like 
making pictures of people's work. I mean, the people, the work is not even existing yet at that point. Uh, yeah. There's never exist like finished work in the catalog because it always has to be sent to the printer uh, four weeks before the work is actually finished. Um, so you always have to like find a way to like uh, make it into a publication. Like that is more than a catalog, but says something about your year basically. And um, and we became very interested in the in the in the in the, in the site of an empty uh, video call screen. So it is uh, when you're having a Zoom meeting with a teacher or with classmates, and someone gets up to get a coffee, you just left with this empty living room and AFK room away from mm -hmm. keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is this. That's just this great site that you just have this empty chair and then you just stare right into someone's personal space and you can just look a bit like, oh, what's there? But you can't look around the corner of the screen, of course, which is very annoying. Um, and that became like this, the, the I think the, there was a bit of, yeah, like I think the starting point of what we want to research further in this book. And that's like the, we, we call that the fifth wall or like a fifth wall, or like referring to the fourth wall in, in theater where yeah. if the fourth wall breaks, uh, that breaks mostly when the, the actor talks to the audience. Um, so this division between fantasy and reality breaks and it, it merges. And we found that felt a bit the same with the with these screens. Like when someone walks out kind of this, you step out of this reality in which you are student and uh, designer, student, uh, designer, student, designer, teacher are talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're just like, like I felt like I'm again in my just role as... Yeah, it's not that separate, but again, I'm I'm just like Yost, and I'm sitting in my li in my in my in my room, in my student room, looking into the living room of my teacher, and then yeah. that was also this weird mix. Like you think about, okay, what what are our roles in, in this call? Like, are we? Because uh, you bring this way more, a lot more of your personal world with you in this video call than when you're at school. I yeah. mean, you have clothes on that show a bit about yeah. your interest yeah. or like uh, your identity and just yourself, but not a whole room. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, so that was the, that was the, one of the main points in, in mm -hmm. our, uh, so, yeah. so you collected all the empty, uh, yeah, so we had, uh, yeah, the, we have from everyone, we had like these uh, screenshots of empty video call, uh, shots and that we, uh, together with, um, from everyone, the photos of the four corners of their room. Uh, so basically like with this, if you have the, the corner, like we did um, the two walls and the floor, and then in the middle, you have to like a disappearance point, like this mm -hmm. perspective, uh, how you call it, Verdwijnpunt in, uh, in Dutch, um, um, point of, yeah. Disappearance? Yeah, at this, uh, it, yeah, it looks like you have this dot in the middle, but it's a bit like this triangle. Uh, yeah. So that's basically that to kind of show the, the four walls, corners, the, the cube of someone's space. And then um, one part is the mainly like to show this blending of work and private life also uh photos of everyone's sockets charges and printers which are basically like the main tools of working when you're doing graphic design uh like in the classic way of graphic design um and then of course you always see we took the photos that it's nice that you see like someone's uh photographs next to a socket or like mm -hmm. someone's printer stuck in a box or jammed between uh, the living room table or like uh, yeah and did you notice along the way that people would change their backgrounds? Like as in sort of uh, made yeah. it, make it more fit for, for <laughs> the call, uh, let's say? Yeah, I always, I, I, I try to keep track of that a bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, mean, you only, I think I only noticed people who never changed background, who like always were in the same position, that the plant was always hanging at almost the same spot in the, in yeah. the screen. And the people who really changed a lot uh, oh, that you yeah. really saw every day of every time you video called to them, they were in a different room of their house, uh, which was like, well, <laughs> and, and you know, these people also personally, 
Was yeah. it sometimes uh, amusing to see uh, specific behavior that really uh, connects with how the pe how the person is, or is that maybe a bit too far of a psychologist? Uh, yeah, I think I I didn't notice that. I think I didn't make any connections necessarily in that. No, it's uh, no. I think yeah, because I mean, <laughs> the people I know well already know the rooms from inside, so yeah. they weren't that new to me. And and maybe people that have that I'm less close to. Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't really strike. Connection yeah, 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 yeah. I can imagine, but it's it, it's indeed instead of also having a three D um, image of you uh, in real in the real world walking around on your shoes on your specific sneakers or yeah. now it's more the top view and then you have the background which sort of yeah. has to tell the, the story of who you are yeah exactly so i was yeah. uh, curious about that one yeah yeah definitely um but also with these two projects what i find interesting because you also mentioned that you uh thought about uh, doing anthropology or mm -hmm. cultural studies um did it also by being so unprecedented give you sort of um uh, uh well let's say inspiration uh for your work was it was it also in a way a gift from your personal interests point of view the the, the content you mean yeah yeah, yeah. That, that you had to that you had to sort of start and mm. finish from your from one and the same place and yeah i think i think i mean for the I think it definitely changed my project. I think it would mean it would have been. I guess if it was a gift, I don't know. I think you always think if it would have been otherwise, if you would have just worked at school, I would have probably done different stuff because I would have just different tools that I could use, and um, you you just do a different form of experimentation. Mm -hmm. um, so it definitely would have. But I also noticed that basically, like because like like a part of my project that I did uh, at home was mostly. Uh, just projecting uh, my canvas onto my room and, and coloring it in. And then the moment after summer holiday, basically when I could go really work in school again, mm -hmm. I started developing this whole etching method because I had, again, access to yeah, yeah, to yeah. a pen plotter and, 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 and an etching workplace. Uh, so I, I do notice like with, with time like that, I, that I used yeah. basically the tools that I had at hand. Um, if it was a gift, yeah. I mean, I, I think I mean, f I mean, the catalog turned out great, and that that's partly because of these Zoom calls and <laughs> all these yeah. pictures of people's yeah. bathrooms, of course. So yeah, I mean, that that was in some way that was also a gift, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, if I would have, I would have rather just like not took nine months to graduate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I also <laughs> ask it because uh, for some designers, the limitations is the best way to yeah. uh, to sort of find your own way but for yeah, other people yeah. it maybe is uh unlimited access to all the equipment yeah. and all the teaching uh from from in the academy itself and yeah. also sort of the social uh, uh part of it mm. um uh so that's what that, that that sort of um raised the question to uh yeah to think about where you're actually working and living at the same time like mm. that that sort of really shows in the in the in the in the catalog yeah. I, I feel like because without a person in there in the in the image uh immediately you can come up with your own story about yeah. who would sit there yeah. so sort of the, the the background is also maybe like also the the like budapest has its own mm. uh uh 
uh, clues on on how to how to how to know that it's Budapest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would find it interesting to to maybe ask people around you, like, do you, can you uh, <laughs> sort of point out who this person yeah, is or who that one is? Like, would be uh, maybe interesting. But I'm just thinking out loud. Of yeah, but it's, it's uh, I like the analogy here with <laughs> with uh, with Budapest and so on. <laughs> yeah, <That's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, and in in a sense, it, it's not a big difference, like the outside world and the inside world, let's say, or like. No, no, uh, I think it's it's very much the. Uh, yeah, I mean form is uh, content and that kind yeah. of stuff or like yeah so yeah no. and uh, how far are we in actually because i lost track of time how many, how many? 32. oh 32 okay well we're doing well how, how much time do we have actually well we have about like 30 minutes to 45 let's say usually mm. um so uh yeah I, I i'm just curious to know like um uh yeah what's your What's your next step? <laughs> yeah, uh, looking for a job. Looking <laughs> I mean, for a job. I <laughs> know uh, it's. Uh, I mean, I think uh, my my plan was all the time. I'm still planning on that. I'm going to try to find a paid internship. Or like, why? Well, I mean, a, a job, rather a job. But I think I just quicker in these times find a paid inter internship and in an interesting place and then yeah. paid job. Um, and I didn't do an internship uh, in my studies because I want to go on exchange. Uh, so I, I don't have that much practical applied graphic design experience. Uh, I mean, of course, in all the, so, uh, the assignments we did throughout the years, but I would just like to experience still yeah. like this, this studio vibe. And because um, I'm, I'm also considering to do a master later on, yeah. but I don't want to right away, like jump into another program and again, work for two years on these deep, conceptual projects <laughs> uh, I kind of feel like I just want to like just make some make some posters and books and websites and uh, I think it's, yeah it's going to be hard I think to find a job but I hope there's something yeah and then um, uh, like I, I'm just because at the beginning I said we will go also go into uh, your thesis I believe yeah. um, uh, so what was your thesis about yeah, that's uh, said. It's called a design without reference, and it's about. Um, I was looking for a way of designing that does not communicate effectively as what is in the classic take on graphic design. The goal is to uh, be effective in your com like it's an effect. Visual communication is yeah. is the point of it is to like really quickly make an impression on someone. So I'm talking mostly about this really like uh, it's it raises mostly to uh, publicity basically like like really outdoors visual communication, which is meant to like get passersby to notice and yeah. uh, imprint a certain image in their head, uh, which is how publicity works, like just showing Coca Cola over and over again, which yeah. is like a really stupid cliche example, but that shows it over <laughs> and over again. Once you yeah. see that can of coca-cola you, you can think of, you you recognize it and it feels like oh, i want that one yeah. um and i wanted to see if there would be a way of like designing which would not do that which would not make a quick impression but would more confuse the viewer um but also not that much confusing that is like if you can't relate to an image at all you just walk yeah. by and i really wanted to better like that it catches your attention but you don't get it so you kind of have to stop and that it kind of whole slows down life basically mm -hmm. slows down the speed of information by by confusing and um could you apply this this research also for your project not literally i think not directly um because i mean i kind of my conclusion and my thesis was that 
it exists, this kind of design, but it's uh, it both depends on the context in which you encounter a work, which, for example, I had this uh, really nice, super nicely drawn traffic signs uh, for, for forbidden to uh, light fire in forests uh, from... I counted one in France, but I think you have similar ones in Spain and so forth. Mm -hmm. just, they just have a great visual style. And because of this style, I mean, it's partly also because I'm into imagery, of course, but I, I just look at this image and then only later I realize that it actually says something to me that, that it wants me to not light a cigarette at that, that, that spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, But yeah, if you put the same traffic sign in a museum, then... It doesn't have the same effect, of course, because yeah. the the goal of this sign is to like like um, have people look at the image. Yeah. Um, so it's both this context way, and it's both and uh, so that, I mean, and my work is meant for a kind of a gallery setting. That's yeah. the, I mean, the, the exhibition, the finals is a, uh, is normally now not uh, sadly, but normally it's an uh, it's an exposition for for the public and yeah. uh, an exhibition for the public. So people go in there with the intention to look at work. Uh, yeah. It's not, it doesn't like, it's not as much shot at them as they come in out of free will to look at it. So in that sense, I didn't really use it. And um, also I found that it's some, yeah, you can't really control it, sadly. Like you can have it a bit. Uh, it, it's really about a certain way of designing. I think sometimes, uh, like I found, for example, like it, you can get this way of this, um, this uh, agrammatical design, I call this design that is, that confuses, um, inspired on the story, I've told another time. Um, agrammatical design uh, comes about from someone who has just so much joy in working, for example, or like that's what I felt in these traffic signs. Someone has just so much fun with making these traffic signs that they don't, that they uh, go past their goal. Yeah. And uh, so you can't always force that, I feel. Like if you try it too much, then it doesn't work anymore, I guess. I don't, did think about it because like one of the critiques I got of my work is that I kind of throw a lot of stuff together. Like, mm -hmm. of course, in some way, and I see that. I mean, in some way, I did three projects uh, around the same theme, revolving yeah. around the same theme, and I put them together in one space. And that doesn't always make sense. Definitely, since one part of the project looks, is all red and blue and colorful, and the other parts are very black. And uh, so visual style, mm -hmm. it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And also, people think it's two projects. and. Uh, and one way that kind of, on one hand, I think like, yeah, should I then change that? On the other hand, I'm also interested by what it does do together for people who see it. Mm -hmm. And then I also just think about my thesis and then I think like, yeah, this is some way, this is also what I mean. Like just that, uh, part of one of my chapters is also about doubt and, and decision-making that in some way I don't want to leave out one part of my project because yeah. I also think it like numbs down the project if I say like no I'm only going to show these last things because they look visually they are just super great because I made computer etchings and that's amazing I mean oh that's a bit <laughs> sounds a bit arrogant <laughs> but I mean I love my computer etchings. you find it amazing yeah I, mean, I love this yeah. process and but I also like this, this beaming part and I think together they do they do talk to each other and Maybe for some people not. For me, they do, and that's uh, yeah. Maybe for some yeah. people, that's confusing. And but then I think yeah, that's also yeah. Listening to to to, the, to this critique, but also um, it's interesting because it it also also go, goes back to the outline and the fill. Mm. Like uh, where's the outline of your project, and where yeah. does this when when does the other one start? So yeah. I feel like it's 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 um, like you're amazed by the world around you and how you interpreted things as a human and how yeah. other people see stuff. Um, and in that sense, that communicates uh, in your work, I would say. Um, 
So leaving up for interpretation is, of course, um, if you talk about the, the old-fashioned graphic design sort of uh, approach, it's it's not the com communicative way of saying this is A and this is B. Yeah. But I guess that's also part of your uh, your research, your ongoing yeah. research, I would yeah, say. Is there something that you, you still want to add or you want to emphasize or refer to or if you have something to sell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I, mean, uh, I can sell Dell screens with drawings on it, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be expensive. I think <laughs> yeah. the Dell screen alone is already. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't, I think it's, uh, no, I don't think I have anything to add. It's, um, yeah, I uh, hope uh, people want to check out our exhibition online mainly that's the yeah. thing i mean because we i mean you can't visit in the real but uh we have a with graphic design also we're we're putting together an online program for in the weekend so uh and we'll post stuff on instagram of course because yeah. that's what you do in these times and people will uh so if people want to see the work of my classmates and me then it's uh, uh online available and, uh, so you find it through the graphic design channels on Instagram. Yeah, but on Instagram, on, uh, on the GDA, the graphic design on Instagram, we'll post uh, everything, and um, we'll also uh, get there. We'll, the, the links will be there to our online programs in the weekend. Uh, oh, great! And of course, people listening to this podcast is also already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. In the future, of course, because yeah. uh, in the live stream, <laughs> I'm not not too sure how many are listening <laughs> in now, but um, uh, definitely, uh, uh, I hope this can be a document that you can also use to refer to. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me. It was really nice. Thanks. And, uh, nice you guys are doing this. That's, uh, thank fun. you. Well, nice to have the opportunity as well. Yeah. Um, I have to call in my friends to quit. Oh, I can also do this. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.